You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadoulou. Welcome back, everybody, to the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadoulou. It is January 20th, 2022, and today I'm coming at you guys with another preview video. And this time around, we are discussing the 49ers heading out to Green Bay in the frozen tundra to go one-on-one in a divisional matchup here. The Packers have met the 49ers three times in the last, um, I want to say, nine years at this point, because 2012, uh, yeah, since Aaron Rodgers has been there, and they are currently 3-0 and against the Packers here, actually beating them at home as well. So... With that in mind, make sure you hit that like button, hit that sub button so you don't miss out on all the videos I got coming for you guys this week. And let's talk about this playoff matchup again. It is the 49ers taking on Green Bay in Green Bay. The 49ers have had the Packers number in a fair amount of games up until recently in the playoffs. So with that in mind, can Green Bay break the streak of three straight losses to the 49ers in the playoffs and can Aaron Rodgers overcome this kind of like you know he has 12 and 9 in the playoffs the the whole like he chokes in the playoff thing even though he doesn't and and we won't get into that too too much Uh, I've seen some of the numbers and things like that from his losses I mean he he has a handful of losses where his defense have allowed 30 points or more yeah there's a few here and there where maybe he could have played better but again that's a story for another day to talk about today we're just focusing on this matchup here which in my opinion is Uh, You know, depending on how healthy both of these teams are can end up being one of the better games or it could potentially go south and not be too competitive just because of the amount of injuries that some a couple of uh, players are facing on both of these teams right now. So let's start with the X factors. Let's talk about the guys that need to step up in this game and make some plays. Now, first of all, for the 49ers, the away team. George Kittle, of course, not really doing a ton of receiving in that first game against the Cowboys. It was all blocking to help open up that rushing attack that the 49ers have been just wheeling and dealing with all season long. I would love to see another strong game from him, holding it down, blocking as if he's an offensive lineman, maybe getting into the game plan a little bit more with a few more receptions, be that security blanket for Jimmy Garoppolo, who's dealing with a couple of injuries now. Jimmy Ward, the safety in the back end, uh, you know, I think one thing that they really need to make sure they're focusing on is just locking down the big play We've seen what Devontae Adams can do with Aaron Rodgers the last couple of years. Things have gotten crazy. And even Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Alan Lazard when he's not dropping wide open passes. So I want to make sure that those safeties are playing a lockdown and sealing off the big plays over the top. So Jimmy Ward definitely needs to be up and in there. Another guy that I have on defense is Eric Armstead on the D line. There's potential that Nick Bosa is going to be out. And if that's the case, he needs to really step up and have a good game. If you guys remember just a couple years ago, the 49ers opted to trade DeForest Buckner and they chose Eric Armstead with Nick Bosa over Buckner. So we need to see some value with Armstead in this game, have a really big game, pressure the quarterback, maybe get a sack or even two, especially if Nick Bosa isn't playing, we're going to really need to see some production out of him. But the guy that I think who really needs to take over this game, and I've seen a couple of people say the same thing as well as I was putting this together I kind of looked around to see what others were saying and everyone seems to be in agreement. Debo Samuel needs to have a big game here with Jimmy Garoppolo being hurt you could kind of tell with the injury during the end of that Cowboys game he was not throwing the ball too well Um, he had 10 carries for 72 yards and a touchdown he was averaging 7.2 yards a carry and then he also had three catches for 38 yards is about 12.7 yards of reception so really solid game averaging a what was that or not averaging excuse me in total having a whopping 100 and uh 
10 total yards of offense for him. We need to see something similar to that. I want to see Debo Samuel come out of this game with either at least that same amount of yardage or maybe even a little bit more because it's going to need to be a really potent ground game for this 49ers team to be successful. I don't expect in that freezing cold weather that they're looking to be having over there in Green Bay that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to really be throwing the football, especially with the shoulder tear now that he has going on that he plans on playing with. They're going to need to rely on the the ground game and rely on Debo Samuel, who has been an offensive weapon for this team, and he needs to really step up and shine. For the Packers side of the football, of course, Devontae Adams, he needs to have a big game, be the receiving threat that he is. You know, I'm assuming he's going to be seeing the double, maybe even the triple coverage. We, we saw the Ravens throwing at him a few weeks back, but um, obviously a big game from him is definitely necessary here. Aaron Jones, one of the best dual threat running backs in the NFL, whether it's running or passing, he's, you know, he's out there. He can pass block. He can catch the ball. He can run the football. He can do everything fairly well. And then, of course, linebacker Devon J. Campbell. We're going to need some guys to seal the edges here in this crazy 49ers offensive rushing attack that they have coming into this game. He's going to need to be able to play sideline to sideline and make sure he is stopping those wide outside runs from racking up the yardage. Again, Debo Samuel averaged 7.2 yards a carry off the 10 rushes he had last week. The Packers cannot afford to allow something like that to be going off if they want to be successful here. But I think when it comes down to the biggest X factor of the game for the Green Bay Packers, I think this is a pretty obvious one, you know, with the legacy conversation and all that going on. Aaron Rodgers needs to have a massive game here. I want to see no interceptions, you know, minimal sacks taken. We need to see him roll out of the pocket a little bit. He needs to be the big playmaker that he can be and that this Green Bay Packers team knows he can be. I'm I'm expecting, you know, Two touchdowns at least, but I would love to see three touchdowns from him at um, you know at the very least. Two is probably what's going to be roughly around that area, but I want to see at least three from him. He should definitely be looking at like 250 yards or so in the air, maybe you know maybe 20 or so on the ground, something like that. 30 if he gets moving a little bit, maybe sneaks in a nice rushing touchdown from like five, 10 yards out, whatever the circumstances may be. But I want to see a big game from Rodgers. No interceptions, you know. I want to see minimal incompletions if, if he's throwing for 40 passes I want to see him you know maybe incomplete like seven eight nine or so I mean Aaron Rodgers is a very accurate quarterback and he does a really good job so I want to see him light it up I want to see him play his absolute best football on a grand stage for plenty of people to see because I'm sick and tired of hearing people doubt Aaron Rodgers and just how good he actually is now for some things to watch going into this game a few key points that I think will kind of uh, sway the outcome of this one, have you will. Um, I have three things listed out for you all. And the first one that I want to talk about here, which was probably something I wasn't really going to bring up, but based off of what just happened against the Cowboys, I think it needs to be discussed here. Can San Francisco stay disciplined in this playoff game? They had nine penalties last week for only 58 yards, which isn't bad considering nine penalties. However, they're somewhere around like the, the outside the top 10 to middle of the pack in penalties on the year. 102 on offense with 94 on defense, which the 94 on defense is not bad. That's 11th in the league, uh, but they're right around the middle of the pack with 102 penalties on offense uh, in the in the league there overall. It's about tied for 13th. I want to see them play some not only good football, but disciplined football because you cannot be going through, you know, if it, it might be nine penalties for 58 yards against the Cowboys, but it could be nine penalties for like 100 plus yards, depending on what the penalties end up being. That Packers 49ers game was really ugly and just very undisciplined overall from both sides. The 
Cowboys more so than the 49ers. But overall, when you're looking at the final numbers there, 23 total penalties accepted in that game. That's a little bit of a ridiculous number there. And nine, obviously, the 49ers were responsible for. They need to make sure they are not committing unnecessary penalties, making silly mistakes, because Green Bay is one of the most disciplined teams in the NFL. And if you were not aware, they're first in the league in penalties on offense. They only had 69 on the year. And that means first best as in lowest, excuse me. And then they average, not average, excuse me, they had only, I'm sorry, I'm like gassed out from today. So if I keep stumbling over my words, I do apologize. But on defense, 88 penalties tied for fourth in the league. So, I mean, they are one of the most disciplined teams in the NFL. Very minimal mistakes costing them yardage each and every game, week in and week out. And I firmly expect to see that again from Green Bay. And I think the 49ers need to make sure they're not committing anything more than maybe like three or four penalties at most. They need to stay disciplined and do not give up yardage to an offense that can move the football, especially the last handful of weeks. The Green Bay Packers are definitely looking much better than they did early this year. You cannot afford to be giving away free yards. Next thing that I have in mind, um, and this is kind of like a health check for both of these teams, I think health is going to play a major factor in this game and just how healthy these both these two teams are and who has the more active starters in this game I think will sway massively in one team or the other's favor here when you look at what the 49ers are dealing with right now Nick Bosa and Jordan Willis as of Tuesday had not participated in practice it's about 7 45 p.m on Wednesday night and I have not seen any updates to the 49ers injury report yet so I have nothing about them on Wednesday but um you know Jordan Willis is not expected to play the game Nick Bosa's obviously still dealing with his injury and the fact that he didn't participate on Tuesday and I'm assuming at best he's limited today and that's if he's doing well in uh the injury protocols for him there's potential that maybe he misses the game as well. Fred Warner was limited, and he sounds like he's going to be good to go. He aggravated an ankle injury that he sustained back in week 14, but realistically, there is a lot of injuries in key places on this 49ers defense, and even if some of them are playing, I expect that they're probably not playing at 100%, and that's definitely not a good situation for San Francisco. Ideally, you want them to be all healthy and play, but obviously that can't be the case, especially with Jordan Willis. He's already marked as out for the game. Now, when you look at what the Packers have going on, it's like their luck is almost flipped and going in the opposite direction here. This is one of those teams that's getting healthier as they go into the playoffs. Them and the Titans both seem to be in that same scenario. Bakhtiari returned week 18, only played 27 snaps just to kind of knock the rust off and get himself ready to go. But um, he's gotten over a week of rest now. It sounds like he plans on playing and it it looks like he's going to start and play a duration of the snaps during this game against San Francisco, which will be really helpful for them, especially if Nick Bosa plays. But even more so if Nick Bosa isn't in there, Bakhtiari, one of the best tackles in the league. Then you look at two guys that have not played, um, Jair Alexander, I believe, since week four and Zadarius Smith since week one. Both limited participants in practice this week on Wednesday, uh, yesterday, if you're watch- when you're watching this. Uh, but that's a good sign for them. Eyeing potential returns for this divisional matchup against San Francisco as the 49ers kind of slip and lose some of these key players potentially to injury. The Green Bay Packers are bringing people back and kind of reloading themselves up on defense. Um, so... A lot of exciting scenarios, I guess, that could play out in terms of injuries. Obviously, the most ideal situation would be them as close to full strength as possible. But I'm really concerned with some of the 49er injuries, and I'm pretty excited for what Green Bay is potentially going to be able to field if all goes well for these three guys that they're planning on trying to get back into the starting fold for them. 
The third thing that I have in mind and that I'll be keeping an eye on and I think will be a huge factor in the decision of this game, and it's a big question I think that a lot of people are asking, is if Green Bay can slow down this San Francisco's rushing attack. By far, one of the most creative rushing attacks in the NFL. Kyle Shanahan, and I said this during my recap earlier this week when I was going over my reactions of the games, he is a mastermind when it comes to drawing up plays on offense and the way he has drawn things up for Debo Samuel and schemed around him has just been an incredible thing to watch all season long. And I hope that the green Bay Packers are ready to go. They were in a very tight knit game when these two played earlier in the season. And I fully expect to see something similar to that as well. But when you look at the numbers here, green Bay has fared fairly well against the run. 109.1 rushing yards a game, tied for 10th in the league, and they've only allowed 13 rushing touchdowns, which has them tied at 7th. So they're top 10 in both of those massive categories. Uh, Whereas San Francisco, coming off this game that they just played against Dallas, rushed 38 times, 169 yards, 4.4 yards a carry, and a couple of touchdowns on the ground to boot. You're going to need these guys on defense, especially in that front seven area, to really step up for Green Bay. Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, guys that need to plug up those holes open in the middle. And then for those that are going to be rushing the edge or maybe protecting the edges, Devondre Campbell, Rashawn Gary, they need to set the tone there and make sure some of those outside runs are not breaking for the massive gains because that's where the 49ers really start to find success is off some of those crazy trick plays that they run there. And, you know, Debo Samuels is flying out wide to the numbers and, you know, ripping five, six, seven, eight yard gains. I think he averaged 7.2 yards per play that he was carrying just this, uh, this past playoff game so by far one of the most creative rushing attacks in the league from San Francisco is Green Bay up to the task to be able to slow this offense and take advantage of an injured Jimmy Garoppolo I don't know but it's definitely something we'll need to keep an eye on and with that in mind it does kind of segue me into my big disadvantage for each team section uh so for the 49ers I kind of just briefly mentioned it. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think by far, this is probably going to be the biggest issue that they have going into this game. Just how healthy is he going to be? How much pain is he going to be in? At first, you know, it was just the thumb. Now you got the shoulder and the thumb on his throwing arm at that, which bodes a huge problem for San Francisco if he's uncomfortable and not able to throw the ball well. He did not look like he was at his best throwing the football in this game with the Cowboys towards that later portion of the game, especially after the injury. It just kind of, you know, the interception happened and all that stuff. Things started to look pretty shaky. I'm really, really concerned about this injury and just how much it's going to affect him. Can he overcome the injury? Obviously, we'll have to see. Some of his teammates have spoken really highly about his toughness and his willingness to play through the pain. Um, I feel like a lot of people question him because of his injury history and just how tough he actually is. And I think this goes to show with his willingness to start in this game and put it all on the line for a team that he might not even be playing on next year. It speaks volumes for him, obviously, but is he going to be able to overcome these injuries? Is he able to put up 250, you know, maybe 300 yards if necessary in some cold winter weather if the Green Bay Packers get hot? I don't know. As for the Packers, I think their biggest disadvantage going into this one here, and the one that is going to be key because when it comes to what happens in the red zone, Green Bay is one of the worst red zone defenses in the league, averaging 67.3% of red zone trips turning into touchdowns, which is 
29th in the league, whereas they're facing a 49ers offense where in the red zone, they're converting 66.7% of the time. That's first in the league. So you have a team that cannot stop you or cannot, yeah, cannot stop you once you get yourself in the red zone going against a team that when they get themselves in the red zone, nearly no, not even nearly two thirds of the time they're getting themselves in the end zone if they get that close. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch there. Can the can the Packers, you know, tighten up, shut things down, force field goals or maybe even knock them out of field goal range, depending on how close they are and are not and getting into that red zone? Or are they at least able to, you know, pull off a fourth down stop here and there if they need to when it comes down to like the later portions of the game? That'll definitely be a deciding factor here, because, again, San Francisco, when they get in the red zone, they're usually scoring the majority of the time Kyle Shanahan's offense is so unique and so electric it can be a problem for a lot of these leagues defenses now as for my predictions my final score the over under thoughts that I have the spreads my react not my reactions but like just kind of how I feel about these numbers here at the current moment that I am recording this video which is again Tuesday night you guys are seeing this Wednesday afternoon. The Packers are favored at minus six. 49ers, obviously, at plus six going into this one here. I do like the Packers at minus six. I think that there's potential that they even win by a little bit more than that. Um, again, the, the injury with Jimmy Garoppolo is really going to be a key factor into this game, how well he is able to play. And if he starts playing poorly, how willing Kyle Shanahan is to put Trey Lance in and replace him if it seems to be necessary. You know, if, if Garoppolo's two interceptions in into the first half and they're trailing 14, you know, maybe even 17 points if things are really getting out of hand, are they willing to get Trey Lance in there? Or even if it's a tighter game, but Garoppolo just can't seem to get it done. He's in too much pain and his throws are not looking good. They're wobbly. They're inaccurate, whatever it may be. Are they willing to pull him out and put Trey Lance in? So I definitely think at least minus six is by far possible for the Packers to win this game here. As for the over-under, sitting at 47, uh, this is definitely something I could see the over happening, especially if the Packers start putting up some points, but it's definitely something that could hit the under as well if the 49ers offense really struggles in this one here. It's just a matter of how how dominant can this run game in San Francisco be and just how well can they work, especially if Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing well. And for those of you that are watching this, I hope you don't think that I'm sitting here saying that there's no way that Jimmy Garoppolo can play well. Obviously, these injuries could potentially just not hinder him at all, and he could throw 300 yards and three touchdowns or something crazy like that. Totally possible, uh, considering the circumstances, weather-wise, where the game is, injuries, probably not likely. So don't think I'm just completely writing him off like there's any inability to win. This is just kind of how I feel it ends up playing out. But uh, I definitely see the over-under happening more on the overside than the underside. I think that the 49ers... Uh, it could definitely be good for like 20 some odd points. I could see the Packers at their ceiling hitting about 30 points or so. But as for my final score, and this will kind of really speak to you guys on where I think we are, should be landing on that over. I have the Packers winning this game at a scoreline of 30 to 24, taking a win by six. Again, like I said, I do like the minus six. I think minus six is probably like probably one of the safer margins or so somewhere around there that you could actually be betting on at this point. They were minus six and a half before and it dropped down or no, I'm sorry. It was minus five and a half before and it went up to minus six. So I definitely feel like somebody in Vegas is thinking, okay, the green Bay Packers could be good for even potentially even, you know, a, a tight game or maybe even go further beyond that. We'll have to see, but I do like 30 to 24 as my final score line. I would love to know what you guys think in the comment section down below. What are your predictions for this game? Who do you think comes 
comes out on top. Why? Why? What are the reasons? Give me all the good stuff here. Uh, but I appreciate you all for watching. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you guys in the next preview video. Have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon.